Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the mail. Run. Great to have your company on a Saturday morning. We're racing at Whanganui today, or Whanganui. My apologies. It's still hard to get used to. And at Tarapa, also harness racing down there at Motokarara. So harness racing in Canterbury today. The Inter-Dominions, by the way, started last night at Albion Park and... Some of the favourites won. Swayze, Leap to Fame, Just Believe. Some of them didn't. Queen Elida got beaten, which really surprised me. Uh, and so too did Rock and Roll Do. I'm talking about Australia. Somebody who's in Australia, who doesn't live there, but's had lots of success in Australia, is David Ellis. He's in, of all places, New South Wales. We're about to find out why. Good morning to you, David. How are you, mate? Very well, thank you. OK, why are you in New South Wales? Uh, well, I came over with my racing manager, Reese Trumper, and um, Marcus Corbin, and we've spent the week going around the Hunter Valley looking at yearlings. And then on Thursday afternoon, we went down to New Haven, which is about a three-and-a-half-hour drive from Sydney, and we looked at their yearlings. At New Haven, they stand extravagant and cool as a beal. Um, so it was great to see um, such quality yearlings there. David, some people would say surely the yearlings are at the sales like three or four days before they get sold. Why do you go look at them on a farm? Why don't you just look at them uh, at the sales? Now, I think I know the answer to that, but some people would wonder that. Well, for a variety of reasons, um, I like to do a short list of yearlings that I like, but then I like to go back and inspect them probably a couple of times at the sales. I'd like to see how they've developed, what sort of horse they're going to develop into, and I just like to um, do a lot of preparation. In Magic Millions' case, there's 1,200 horses to look at, and that's way too many to do on the sale ground uh, if you're going to do it properly. So um, we've been uh, all around all the studs, uh, and we've seen probably 600 yearlings this week. So. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the hard work's done. You have obviously been enormously successful at buying yearlings. What is the key thing you look for? So there's obviously page and there's looks, and some people say the horse has to be good on its feet or the athlete. But what's the key thing you look for because you look at so many of them? Well, I think the important thing is to be able to visualise what each horse will grow and develop into in 12 months' time because what they look like today is irrelevant. What they look like the day you leg the jockey up on is very, very relevant. So you've got to be able to um, be able to visualise how they'll grow and develop and there's a lot of very good judges out there uh, that we're working with and and against, really, and... um, uh, you've just got to do a lot of homework and um, I use advice from a lot of people on whether certain breeding nicks will be successful 
for example, I've had incredible success buying mares within Costa de Lago in the pedigree. Uh, he is the champion broodmare sire, um, or it might be Redoot's choice or Zabil. Stallions like that in the pedigree are a big help. So it's not just one thing, it's a package uh, that you've all got to roll into um, trying to buy uh, the next good horse. One horse you saw this week, uh, I believe, was a Wooten Bassett out of your wonderful mare Avantage, who was sold for $4.1 million on Gavel House. What did the Wooten Bassett look like? Was it a boy or a girl? It's a filly. I saw her uh, last year when she was just foaled. Uh, she got in foal first service. She got in foal last season first service to I'm Invincible and she's back in foal to I'm Invincible. Well, honestly, I nearly had tears in my eyes when I saw this filly. She is a ripper. OK, would, would that be the sort of horse you're going to try and buy or, without being rude, would it go for too much? Uh, I think she'll go for a lot of money. But um, I can't give too much away because the reserve <laughs> will only go up. Well, well, on that note, when you go to buy a filly, because obviously you're looking to race them in, in a syndicate, so you're not looking to buy them and retain them, so therefore the residual value you know, probably isn't the same to you if you were going to be breeding from 100 horses. Where do you draw the line if you get into a war with someone like Yulong, who seem to just don't care when it comes to buying. They, if they want something, they want it. Where do you say to yourself, OK, a Wooten Bassett out of Avantage is worth X and we're not going for more than X? Um, yeah, uh, you, you've, you've got to be disciplined. You've got to do things that add up financially. You've got to do things that are going to be fair and give your owners a good return. But sometimes on the really good ones, uh, you've got to go that little bit more. And a good example is, of that is when I bought um, Probabil. Uh, I was with Jamie and Mark, and they thought $300 was plenty for the filly, but she was my pick of all the horses in the sale. So I went a bit further and finished up buying her for 360 And you wouldn't believe it, but the underbidder was Brendan and Joe Lindsay, who a couple of days later came to me and bought her outright. Talking about good horses, because Probabil was a wonderful, wonderful horse, maybe a horse who's, who's sort of almost dropped off our radar, but she was such a great horse. You've now got another one in Imperatrice, and I know you and Mark were going to sit down and have a conversation about what 2024 will look like for her after the ready-to-runs. Well, they've been and gone. Have you had a chance to have that conversation yet? No, we haven't. Uh, what we do know is that she's um, likely to start in the Lightning Stakes at um, Flemington on February the 17th a wait-for-age-thousand-metre race worth $1 million, and um, that's where she'll kick off. But from there, we're going to have a chat this week and um, firm up her programme. Have you she's, had a, she's had a good spell, and this week she's been at the Water Walker, um, and where she loves that, and then next week she'll go into the stable. Have you had any communication from Nick Smith up at Ascot? Have they been talking to you at all about getting her up? Because I know they'd love to get her there, but have you spoken to them at all? No, I haven't, Mick. 
Okay. Do do you? Is it possible? Do you have any inkling to want to take it to Ascot? I'm not saying it'll happen or not, but is it something you're going to consider in this conversation? Uh, we'll, we'll discuss it um, for sure, but um, yeah, we haven't made any decisions. Hand on heart. Okay, let's talk about this giant machine you've got going, this big tangerine machine. You've got lots of horses like a Tokyo Tycoon who's going to be aimed at this new $1.5 million TRB Caracas Millions. What's two or three horses, away from Imperatrice, because we know all about Imperatrice, we've all seen her. What are the two or three horses you're most excited about over the summer? And I know it's hard to cut it down from all the horses you've got, but who are the two or three our listeners should be looking out for, David, whether because they're outstanding or maybe horses we don't know so well? Well, I thought Taliska, uh, his run in the 2000 Guineas, was quite outstanding. And uh, I could see um, Taliska being one of our best horses in the autumn. Uh, he'll run next um, in the Caracas Million three-year-old race with Tokyo Tycoon. Uh, we've got some uh, exciting two-year-olds. Some have already qualified for the Caracas Million. Um, we've got um, a really good capitalist filly. Um, we've got a street boss filly, Sister Ping, that's running today with Maricato. Maricato, they've both shown a lot, um, and we expect good runs from them. We've got an Alabama Express that'll be racing in the next two weeks. A Zoo Star Colt that's shown a lot. Actually, a full full brother to Cool as a Beal called Cool and Fast. Um, he, he's showing a lot in track work. We've got some really nice two-year-olds to come out in the next two three weeks. A horse we saw come back on Thursday was Wild Night. Were you happy enough with what you saw there? Yeah, I thought it was a great run first back after nine nine months. Yeah, very happy with him. Okay, what, what would he be targeted for? I, I presume the Aotearoa Classic. The four million, the, the one point five million dollar race for four year olds. Yep. Okay, the Elston Park of it. Hey, um, what's your best chance? No, no, sorry. Sorry, the four-year-old race is yeah. one million. It's yeah, that's the one. Three-year-old race, that's 1.5. Yeah. Um, what's your best chance of winning a race anywhere around Australasia today? Uh, I'd go with um, the two-year-old Maricardo. Okay. Well, well, bad news for Maricardo. Both you and I are picking at David, so it's got a, a, lot, of, a lot of weight to carry around Tarafa today. <laughs> Mate, um, thanks for joining us. Um, how long do you stay in Australia? Do you go look at more horses? And well, Here's a weird question for you. I've never asked this before. Do you get sick of looking at horses? No, it's my hobby. I love it. Uh, I, I could look at horses every day of the year. Uh, to, to go to the studs and talk to the studs about what sort of a season they've had, how their stallions are doing, and then look at uh, the yearlings. Uh, to me, um, it's just something really exciting that you never get sick of doing and we're going home this morning uh, so uh, looking forward to getting back to the farm that's for sure mate fly safe I'm sure Karen's looking forward to having you home tonight too mate uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to us mate on the mail run this morning good Mick thank you David Ellis who's been shopping not 
absolute shopping, but window shopping, and then he might do some real shopping. <laughs> He's bound to actually <laughs> to buy about another forty or fifty yearlings this year. And every year he tells me he's going to buy less, and every year he doesn't. <laughs> so Maracato, the best of the day race four for Tiako, uh, coming out of Tarapa today. It's around about two point two, but they also have Sister Ping in the same race. We're going to take a break here on the mail run. On the other side, we're going to quickly talk to Sean Ritchie and. Talk to Robbie Patterson to try and find you some more winners before we get rolling into your Saturday of racing. All those odds available on tab.co.nz.